0: Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Emily Liedem.
1: And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And
0: we are live from the Mustard Seed Catholic store in Sioux Falls. We've had a phenomenal morning. Lots Amen. of really interesting conversations. Really inspiring conversations, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Mueller was on this morning sharing a bit of her story. Uh, and we have another guest here in studio with us. Um, the recent execution of convicted murderer Charles Rines was a really tragic product of, of kind of a pro-death society. And Chris, you're here with us from the South Dakota Catholic Conference uh, to speak a little bit about this and just the the meaning of human dignity and um, really how we address the death penalty as Catholics. So Chris, welcome. Thanks for being with us this morning.
2: Uh, great to be here.
0: Okay, so for those of us who who may not know who Charles Ryan is, is uh, can you tell us a little bit about him as as this, this is kind of the primary reason that we wanted to have have you on this morning?
2: Yeah, Charles uh, Charles Rines was born in the in the fifties from McLaughlin, South Dakota, which is up on the Standing Standing Rock Reservation, um, and and he had a difficult life. He's a multi uh, a multi time felon, and then in 1992, when he was in his mid thirties, uh, he he killed another man. Um, so Charles Rines is the is the man who murdered Donovan Schaefer. Um, it was uh, it was in a place that they they both worked. Um, Rhines had worked at this this donut shop. Donovan uh, w- was a present employee there at the time of the murder, and Rines, uh was in the midst of <coughs> uh, committing a robbery when uh, Donovan walked in on him. Um, Donovan uh, was was twenty two at the time, uh, a Rapid City native, um, known for his infectious, contagious laugh, being kind of goofy, loved to hunt and fish. He was engaged uh, to his junior high sweetheart, uh, Sheila. And Donovan walked in on Charles while Charles was robbing the place. And and Charles uh, murdered Donovan. Um, So I guess the reason, I think the reason that that we're visiting about this right now is that uh, Charles Rines was executed on November 4th, um, just uh, the other week, uh, by the state of South Dakota. He had a trial uh, in the early 90s. I was convicted of the murder, um, and then in the punishment phase, uh, the jury uh, decided to apply the death penalty, which is permissible under South
1: Dakota law. Um, the, the jury decides that. The jury the jury decided that. Um, does that mean, Chris, does that mean <clears> just <throat> legally in South Dakota, does that mean the prosecution was asking, or did the state ask for That's that? right.
2: It, there's, a, there's a prosecutorial decision that's made. Um, and and the prosecutors sought the death penalty now uh they they can decide to not seek it and in many many uh instances um murder in many murder cases it's not sought it's in fact um we can be really grateful that in in most murder cases it's it's not sought Uh, but they had made a decision uh in this case to seek it okay And the jury agreed with that. And the, the jury agreed with it. Um, the f- the facts weren't really in dispute. Um, it, it, Charles um, uh, he he had fled from the law. It was kind of it was some people had known. So the, the Rapid City Police Department were going after him, and they eventually caught up with him in Seattle. Uh, and when he was captured, he he more or less um, admitted to to some of the key facts. Um, which is which is how we know some of the the things that were s- said and transpired um, right before Donovan uh, died, right before he was killed. The Rapid City uh, Police Department caught up with him. and um, so that was a separate phase, fact finding. Yes, he's guilty. <coughs> Second phase, punishment.
1: Okay, but he didn't. Did he did? He didn't plead guilty, though. He no. Did, okay. No, he didn't. Okay. Um, and
2: sometimes that does happen. Um, so, for example, uh, Bradley Piper, who is currently Uh, on death row he's the only person on death row in south dakota now um he was convicted of the torture and murder of chester allen pogue in um also in rapid city uh briley pled guilty
1: uh, okay but he still received the death penalty
2: he still he still received the death penalty that's correct
1: Okay. okay So I think Chris, we we had a question during the the straight talk segment. Uh, listener uh, submitted a question asking if if the death, if Catholics have to be opposed to the death penalty in all instances. And I think and I and I answered that. And we can get into that in a little bit. But I think one thing, and I don't know if this was the question behind the questioner's question today, but oftentimes Catholics looking at situations like these ask the question, "Why are we defending a murderer?" How do, how do we answer that?
2: That's the million-dollar question, and it's because the murderer is made in the image and likeness of God. That's, that's the precise reason why um, we, we take such a strong position and, and advocate for the abolition of the death penalty uh, in South Dakota, is because that person, um, Charles Ryan's God made him. Uh, he, he formed him in his mother's womb, um, and he loved him. So that's that's why. Um, so if you if, if you dig into it a little more, you, you, maybe earlier you got into paragraph twenty two sixty seven of of the Catechism, mm-hmm. um, which I won't read the whole thing, but um, just uh, one line of it. Uh, "Quote today, however, there is an increasing awareness that the dignity of the person is not lost even after the commission of very serious crimes." End quote. So, so we can apply that to this very case of of Charles Rines, who, even his last words um, before before he was executed, um, we can say that those last words were not admirable. Uh, last words, they were not words that <coughs> provoked in the hearer's hearts a sense of like, oh, I should really sympathy, he's, sympathy, or you know, he's really pleading for his his life and and begging forgiveness. No, they uh, they were not admirable last words. But that hammers home the point: right. is that uh, a person, a person is always made in God's image and likeness. God always loves that person, uh, even if they're the least admirable person that He's ever made are still made in his uh, image and likeness. There's
1: nothing that I can do um, to myself, to anybody else, that, that will change that fact. That's that right. I'm creating God's image and likeness, and that his son died for me on the cross. No matter how heinous or horrible, um, that's a fact that remains. But that this is, this is I mean, I, I understand the difficulty that people can have with this, that um, when somebody does horrendous acts, um, it, it, it's hard for us to um, think about that fact that they still have innate, intrinsic human dignity, and therefore, if we don't need to, that we shouldn't take their life because they took the life of another.
2: That's right. It is really hard. Um, it's hard for us because we live in relationships with others whom we love, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're touched very, very deeply when we contemplate the death, death of a loved one. Or, or the the death of one of our fellow citizens, like this is this is something that very appropriately it does shock us, like we should um, we should feel the the disorder, the true disorder that this is, um, but that's not to say that uh, vengeance uh, is the proper uh, recourse.
1: And I, I think that's a key point, Chris. For me. Um, When I had my reversion uh, back to the Catholic faith, this was probably the biggest issue that I had that I that I wrestled with because I'd been a supporter of the death penalty prior to my reversion. And this was right around the time that St. John Paul II wrote the gospel of life, Evangelium Vitae. And reading that, I came to see that at least in my case, and I'm not going to say this is true of everybody who supports the death penalty um, in, in, in all instances. Um, But in my case, I I was confusing justice with the word that you just used, vengeance. Hmm. Could you speak to the distinction just a little bit? What's the difference between justice and vengeance?
2: Well, well, justice is giving each person their due, like that's the classic definition of, of justice. And so when we think about crimes that have been committed in society, we rightly understand that disorder has been introduced into society by that crime and that there's an appropriate restorative function to the criminal justice system. So, So we can say that the purpose of the criminal justice system is to both restore the order Uh, into society that has been introduced by this disorder and there's also a a medicinal function for the person that has been convicted of a crime and of course there have to be due safeguards in the criminal justice system to ensure that the person convicted is actually the person who committed the crime. We've seen that problem in other states in the application of the death penalty. In Illinois, for example, there were something like 11 or 12 people who were put to death um, later exonerated uh, through DNA evidence that what I don't think that, I don't think that's in play in, in our case here. I think right. you know the, the, the right. facts are are pretty well established, but that safeguard has to be there certainly. But vengeance, we might say that um, with vengeance, we're gonna we're gonna pursue something uh, as a response to a crime. That is, it's it's almost like scratching scratching an itch, like Ooh. like a knee jerk reaction of like, uh, oh that was so terrible, I just wanna. I want to, I want to lash out. There, mm-hmm. There's something within us that just wants to lash out, and, and kind of an eye for an eye. Kind of an eye for an eye, <laughs> which we don't do that with other crimes, right? You know, so right. if somebody steals from you, you don't get to steal back from them. That's the example that I. If used. somebody assaults you, if somebody hits you, punches you in the nose, you don't get to punch them in the nose back. So we don't actually apply this in other areas. Um, there's also the issue of like, well. One of the reasons we want to apply one of the arguments is, well, we reserve this to the most horrendous crimes. It's like, well, um, I kind of wonder if there's a bit of an equity like, well, and that's something that 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 Ryan's attorneys argued, too, is like, well, what what makes this different than any other sort of of horrible crime? So there's uh, there's a question of is there an inequity in how it's actually applied? because there's this vengeance that provokes uh, provokes this reaction within mm. us.
0: I think that's a really good distinction. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Real Presence Live. We're here with Chris Moats of the South Dakota Catholic Conference, um, talking about the recent execution of Charles Rines um, in the state of South Dakota. Uh, this, I, I just want to unpack it a little bit more, because I think this is really um, difficult for, for Catholics. Can you just give a, a really... Um, kind of a synopsis of how should we as Catholics view the death penalty?
2: Well, um, we we should work for its abolition. Uh, and the reason we should do that is because uh, human dignity is so, so important and it can never, ever be surrendered. And we can also view it in the context of the culture and death in which we now live. So the teaching was really first articulated um, in a... In such a in a strong way by John Paul II, and we have to remember that he he lived through the 20th century, which was the bloodiest century ever. Um, and this is not abated; it's it's even pervaded into our own day. You just you don't have to go any further than than listen listening to like the top 10 songs and you know pop music. Right. You know, just go go look up Billie Eilish and read her lyrics and watch the images that are in her music videos. Um, we live in a culture of death, which is why it's so, so important to insist. I mean, it's almost like a, a scandal in the sense of like the the world cannot, uh, can't, can't grasp that, that human dignity is so, so exalted and so important uh, because we're constantly bombarded with with images and suggestions and. Um, in song lyrics that would suggest that, that we can diminish this.
0: Mm-hmm. So for somebody that might really be struggling with this teaching saying, yeah, Chris, I get it that we're made in the image and likeness <coughs> of God, but, uh, you know, for the protection of other prison inmates, you know, there's been instances of, of men on death row, women on death row that are on death row because of an offense that was committed while they were in prison. Um, what would you say to somebody that's that's still kind of struggling to grapple? Um, with this teaching
2: i think uh the answer is the same regardless of the church teaching that somebody is struggling with the answer is prayer um and to just um acknowledge the struggle and and in acknowledging it give it to the lord uh and just ask him to enter into that struggle with you Mm -hmm. in prayer
0: Mm -hmm. do you think there's also a place for us to say do i love the the quote-unquote enemy do i love my you know i think that's been one of one of the convictions for me is do i actually Mm. have a love for for charles do i actually have a love for someone sitting on death row
2: yeah i and i'm no different than anybody else so i'm not uh immune to some of these really human sort of reactions but i was just in thinking about charles reading a little bit of of what his brother was saying about him his brother was saying um our our mother loved charles Mm. Mm. he was the youngest of four Mom loved Charlie. And, and so, I mean, I, th- I think to your point, yes, Christ commanded us to love our enemies. Mm-hmm. So can I do that uh, with Charles Reitz? Can I recognize uh, the image of God uh, in his very being and, and love him?
0: Amen.
1: Great. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Chris Motz with the South Dakota Catholic Conference talking about the church's teaching the death penalty, especially in light of the recent execution of Charles Rines. We're broadcasting live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And
0: I am Emily Lita.:
1: And you are listening to Real Presence Live.